You are listening to Working Mommy, where the goal is to be the best mom ever, and most importantly, stay sane while we do it. So, of course, today I wanted to um, touch on a topic that is actually something I think needs a little bit more attention. Um, I was online a couple of days ago, and I happened to come across a YouTuber who was doing something kind of extraordinary. She was adopting her younger siblings, and that is something that from what I've seen and you other moms have probably seen too, is becoming more and more common where, you know, um, people are adopting their siblings or maybe an aunt are adop is adopting their nieces and nephews and things like that where other family members are kind of stepping in and um, filling a need. And it just so happened that I was talking with one of my podcast listeners via Instagram, who's been super sweet. Her name is Ruby. And she actually shared with me that she had somewhat of a similar experience. So I wanted to just have her come on and talk with us a little bit today and offer some tips to moms who are moms. But in this different type of way. Moms that have stepped up and have adopted or are giving care for a family member or even a non-family member. So hi, Ruby. Thanks so much for being on today and talking with us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So, you know, I know that that sometimes, you know, ad adoption can always kind of be a little bit sometimes tricky because typically, you know, a lot of times a child might be older, they might be younger. Um, in your case, I believe you adopted your younger sibling very young. That was right. She was actually placed in our home when she was just a few months old. And so we raised her for most of her life and she's, uh, she's 14 now. Wow. That is awesome. That's amazing and kudos to you so I mean you got to really see from beginning all the way up to 14 that's really great um well for you you know kind of I'm sure maybe that wasn't your plan you know like specifically at the moment what were some <laughs> of the the challenges that you had well first off my husband and I when we got married we had decided we didn't want children Okay. And I, that was our plan was just to be together and to travel. And so when she uh, came to our home, it was, it was literally, we went out for dinner and came home with the baby. Wow. <laughs> so, so it was, it was a shock. I had never even changed a diaper at that point. Oh, wow. So we, we came home with a baby. We didn't have a crib, clothes, nothing. So it was a complete and total shock. I was just kind of shoved into motherhood um, in one day. And so it was, it was definitely a, a roller coaster ride. Wow. And you definitely rocked it. I mean, that's like <laughs> trial by fire, like, hey, fam, you know, and that and that's a very similar, I guess, feeling that, you know, when a mother gets surprised with the pregnancy, it's just like it's here, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. And so you that's really kind of the same feeling, you know what I mean? Just to wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really encouraging. So maybe what was kind of um something that stood out to you or something that you learned from that experience of just like randomly, you know, being thrown into motherhood? Well, prior to, 
prior to actually having that experience in, in raising a child, I always felt, you know, when kids were having a tantrum or if they, um, you know, were screaming or whatever, I thought, man, kids are brats. I never want to have kids. Mm-hmm. But having that experience of, you know, then, then you have to be, um, ha- you know, handling a child, you realize, oh, you know what, they just need a nap. They just need a hug. They just need a snack. Um, they're, they're not happy. And this is how they are communicating with you that they're not happy. Um, so that really changed my viewpoint on children. And now I love children. Whenever I see a, you know, a child just having a, a meltdown, I feel for moms when they are having to handle that or try and help them. Or um, before I used to give kids, you know, a little high five or say, hey, bud, what's going on or something just to try and and help, you know, moms along um, when it comes to to that. Yeah, I think that's something really key that you said there, because I think sometimes and even before becoming a mother, too, I can kind of speak to this point a little bit. It's like when people see kids having meltdowns, it's almost like sometimes they think it's the mom's fault or like she's doing a horrible job. You know what I mean? And a lot Mm -hmm. of the times, you know, and that again, has been something that I learned, which was like a kick in the rear end for me, like, oh, (laughs) you know, and I thought I knew something, but I actually didn't, that kids, sometimes they just come pre-wired from birth, how they're going to be, you know what I'm saying? And you have to deal with it. Now we can kind of coach them along. And yes, our parenting, you know, if we're not being active parents, yes, that is going to show in the child's behavior, but sometimes that's just them showing out. They're going to show out and, you know, you just have to deal with it. So, wow, that's, that's really encouraging. So yeah, that definitely teaches us like patience with other moms when kids are having meltdowns and being understanding, you know, not yes. judgmental. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I believe you mentioned that your, your sister, you know, of course you had her since she was a baby but then later on of course you know she was made aware that you know you're her sister and everything so kind of from that point forward because I think that could be a challenge that some adoptive parents or parents that are raising their siblings or other family members could be a a challenge that they all face is um, how did you kind of set those boundaries like okay I know yes I'm your sister but you still have to respect me as a parent and you know um, respect the boundaries that I'm setting and everything what did that look like for you with our situation I think because we had her from the age from when she was a baby till she turned five Mm -hmm. it was a little um, easier because she always felt that we were her parents And so from, from the time that she was a baby till she turned about five, um, it was ingrained in her, but she kind of, we, we were her parents. So to this day, she kind of, she listens to us more than she does (laughs) her her parents, but, um, but she, you know, even after the fact, when, um, you know, her, her, her biological parents came into the picture, um, just setting, 
still still treating her with love, treating her with respect, um, not allowing yourself to be disrespected as well. It's you need to set that boundary because kind of, you know, anger could come up like, well, you're not my real mom or you're, mm-hmm. you're not my real dad. And so I don't have to listen to you. And it's like, you do because you're in our home. Mm-hmm. So this, you still have to be loving, but you have to be, um, you have to set boundaries for yourself too. They, they need to know that they are loved. So setting boundaries is actually helping them to feel safe. And so when we are, uh, when we do that and we are, we're helping, um, we're helping them feel safe, they know, okay, she's not going to let me go, go over the edge or over the sledge, you know, she's got me. So having those boundaries and, and setting discipline is absolutely necessary and loving discipline. Um, yeah, I think that's necessary. Yeah, absolutely is because, you know, for some reason, kids, regardless if they're your biological kid or not, it's like they have to get that concept that when we set boundaries for them, it's because we love them. You know, if you Mm -hmm. see a kid that's just getting to do, their parents just turn them out, you know, just, oh, whatever, whenever it, you know, and I'm not saying that those parents don't love their children, but you know, the goal is to help them become the best people that they can be and protect them. And like you said, make them feel loved and safe. And kids don't realize it, but they even act better themselves. You know, when you do take the time to discipline them and set the boundaries and explain to them why they can and can't do this, because the whole point of being a kid is like learning about life, you know, learning these things before you have to go out in the world yourself, you know, so they really do need it. And I think that that's, that's great that you were able to, to do that for her. Yeah. And, you know, somebody kind of put it to me in a way that, um, that was really beneficial for me. Mm. Um, When, like, if you're driving on a, a mountain, a mountain road, and there's no rail on the side, you kind of get nervous and you're tense. Mm. And you're like, Oh, you don't feel safe. But when you're driving on that same mountain road and there's a rail there, you feel safe. So you have to have a boundary. You have to, you know, that boundary is not to make you, you know, to restrict you. It's a protection. And so as, as, uh, as parents raising children, having, having um, rules is a, is a protection for the child. So it helps them feel safe and and it's a protection. Wow. I love that analogy. That makes it so clear. And I am definitely (laughs) going to use that with my little ones as they progress because that, wow, what a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Wise people. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Was there anything that kind of, you know, maybe what was one of your favorite moments that you guys had? Oh gosh, there's so many. I, when she was a baby, one of the things that she really enjoyed and that I enjoyed was just holding her and rocking her and singing to her. And I mean, even still through, um, you know, the preteen years and now she likes when I sing, 
that's something that's like comforting to her. And um, so I, that's just favorite memories, you know, just singing, dancing together. Um, it's little things, little things that, that you look back on, you reflect on, and you're like, wow, that was really meaningful, really important to not only to her, but to me as well. Yeah, that's something that I'm actually learning now during the pandemic is that, you know, sometimes as moms, we either put pressure on ourselves or we feel like, you know, based on what we see around us, TV, whatever, that we have to be doing all this grand stuff, these huge activities with our kids for them to learn and feel love and all that. And you don't, you know, like, it, just the days that we've been sitting in here like drawing on paper you know just me sitting down with them and caring like you said singing and singing is something that I was reading that it actually helps to connect the human emotion like it connects us song and music connects us to our emotions so um that I'm sure that that helped you know with your emotional connection with your little one as well but it it's powerful it's super powerful absolutely I think you know songs they can um bring out emotions that you are feeling that you don't even know that you're feeling sometimes if you hear a song that's just the notes or even a person's voice can emote um or, or cause you to have these feelings these emotions and tears that you're like why am I crying right. <laughs> you know yeah. and it, it's just so beautiful or even just the sounds can bring you joy or calm you down emotionally um, I had read somewhere a while back that people who sing in the shower are it's like a kind of a, a coping mechanism for huh. for trauma and so I thought well that was probably my childhood <laughs> <laughs> you know but um it really just singing. I, I love to sing. I'm not really good at it, but I like to sing. I like to dance. I'm right and, there with you. <laughs> yeah. Music, just music. I love music. Oh yeah. I think those are definitely something that, you know, singing and dancing is something again, I'm not any good at it either. I feel, <laughs> but it definitely does. It just creates fun. And for our kids, you know, be them, be it they are adopted or they're bi our biological kids. I think some, that's something that moms can really incorporate into maybe a fun day a week or something where you just get down. We do it on fun Fridays. So every Friday, um, I all have like a fun activity. That's something that I started like with the lockdown and then the dancing and all that as a part of that. So that's kind of been fun. But um yeah, wow, that's that's really, really encouraging. It's nice to see someone who, you know, stepped into a different role unexpectedly. And, you know, in today's society, that is something that a lot more people are doing. So I definitely want to just applaud you and commend you and just say that's so encouraging for the other moms to hear, you know. And um, I believe that you had shared with me that that was kind of your motivation for starting your a new brand that you have yes um my sister she she loves to experiment she is very creative and you know at the beginning of this year we went through a a very painful um painful experience mm -hmm. and as a way to work through 
through my my emotions because there was just a time where I really I really didn't want to get up I didn't want to get out of bed and I Mm. thought I can't do this I need to get up I need to continue with my life and so I thought this is a really big motivation for me to just um to get up and to get up and go not to mention the the stress that I was under caused me to break out in the worst acne that I had ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. And so dermatologists were not taking patients because of the pandemic. And the products that I had been using weren't working on my skin. And so it kind of, I was kind of pushed to, to do something from home. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's kind of how, how it got started. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that's and we're going to get into your website in just a second here. But I just wanted to share about the dermatologist and skincare. Oh, my goodness. I had the worst cystic acne for years and no shade or disrespect to any dermatologist that might be listening, but (laughs) nothing that I got from any of them worked. It just dried my skin to death, you know, and didn't do anything. It was like now I've got cystic acne with random dry patches like it didn't even clear up it just like (laughs) added another problem so anyway that's uh, let me not go off on too many changes I know you guys are probably like she is all over the place but um so tell me about your brand what what was your inspiration behind it yeah all of that well I definitely wanted to address my personal skincare needs first Mm -hmm. and so uh I wanted to do it naturally. The products that I had been recommended had a lot of chemicals in them. And Mm -hmm. I really didn't want to introduce something foreign or potentially toxic to, to my body uh, through my skin. So I wanted to address my, my acne and my skincare needs naturally. So I started to do that. And I came up with a skincare line that has all natural ingredients, um, organic, um, no chemicals, and they are all handmade uh, products. I also wanted them to not only be natural and um, affordable, but also effective. Um, There's a lot of skincare, natural skincare that is not effective. Um, but it is natural. So I wanted it to be um, high quality mm-hmm. products at an affordable price because I'm a girl on a budget. I always have been. Yeah, <laughs> so same. I, so I, I definitely wanted to make products that were, um, that were affordable and effective and natural. And so that's, that's what we came up with. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love the branding. I love the sun. I love how it just has this like light, happy feel to it. And I think that, you know, for moms, all of us, we need to like sometimes set a t- set aside, excuse me, some time for the self-care and everything. You just feel so much better when you do, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I wanted to just kind of go over it. There is this one right here that kind of really is interesting to me. So you have this slumber bomb and I feel like for us tired, sleepy moms, this could be something. So explain to me what the slumber bomb is all about. I'm really glad that you brought this up because I, I, I wanted to talk about it. Well, slumber bomb uh-huh. has 
magnesium in it. And magnesium is something vital on a cellular level um, for, for our bodies. And many people are magnesium deficient. Mm. So the different ways that you can get magnesium into your system is through your diet. You can take magnesium supplements or you can use it transdermally, which is what we have through the skin with our slumber balm. And so when we are magnesium deficient in our bodies, um, it can cause us to not get restful sleep at night. It can mm-hmm. cause muscle, muscle cramps, um, just a, a host of things. And as we um, are stressed on a daily basis, that depletes our magnesium levels. Right. And especially now with the pandemic, we, we find different stressors on a daily basis. Yeah. And so what we did with the magnesium balm is, or the slumber balm is make it to where you can put it on your feet in the evening and it helps you, your body to, um, kind of calm, get into a calmer, uh, state of sleep hmm. and can help you fall asleep and restore magnesium into your system. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. So you would actually put this just specifically on your feet then this is not a face product or you right. can't use it that way. Oh, okay. So this is just for mm-hmm. the feet. Oh, well, wow. you can put it on your feet. Some people have used it for muscle pain. I had another client who was using, she had a tear in her shoulder and I actually kept the voice uh, message that she left me. And it's in one of my, uh, if you go to my Instagram page, it's on the raves highlight. And she is describing that she has had shoulder pain for years, had gone to physical therapy, done other, um, used other ways to try and help her shoulder Mm -hmm. and the slumber balm actually took it away and she was in tears. So yeah, it's good for, for so many things. Um, of course we can't cure anything with it, but it really does help. But magnesium sits on our neurotransmitters and the neurotransmitters in our body, um, they are kind of like the liaison between our brain and our muscles. Right. So when uh, magnesium sits on that neuro, on those neurotransmitters. So when we have stress, um, whether it be emotional stress, if we have physical stress, different types of stress, that are introduced on a daily basis, they attack, uh, they go to attack the neurotransmitters. But when we have magnesium there, uh, sitting on the neurotransmitter, it kind of is like a guard against that, uh, that stress attacking the neurotransmitter. So that's why it's so important for us to have magnesium, sufficient magnesium in our bodies, because we experience stress on a daily basis. And that's one of the reasons why I have the slumber balm. Wow, that is really interesting. That is, and I've definitely heard, you know, those reports before about how magnesium deficiencies are, you know, a problem for a lot of people. And it's kind of one of those things that just goes right on the radar. I mean, it's like, how would you, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that this is really good information. I'm wow, I really want to give that one a try. because yeah. That sounds, I mean, especially right now during the pandemic, it's like stress on top of stress for everyone. So what would you say would be the best product 
for a mom to grab. She could just grab, because we already put the sleep balm in the cart. So for another product for a busy mom that is just trying to get in a little bit of self-care, what's like the best bang for the buck? I would say our mud mask. We have, yes, that would be our mud mask kit. So our mud mask kit is a little different. So we have the powder ingredients in one container, and then we have the liquid ingredients in a, in the activator. So for a busy mom who just, you know, you're trying to take care of your skin, you're trying to kind of just clean, exfoliate and, you know, smooth it all out. Our mud mask is probably um, the one that I would recommend because not only does it have activated charcoal in it mm-hmm. to kind of pull those toxins from deep within the, the, the skin, the mm-hmm. pores, but it also, the, uh, the clay acts as an exfoliant, a mild exfoliant. So you're getting rid of those surface skin cells um, to expose your, your nice, smooth, soft, uh, skin cells, the, the newer skin cells and getting rid of the, the old ones. So I would definitely say the mud mask. And so we want to make sure that the products that we're using are at a pH level to just make sure that everything kind of stays neutral. And so that's what we do with our products. So they're, they're effective. They stay within that pH level. That's not too high, mm-hmm. which is too acidic or not too low. That it's not going to be um, effective we kind of sit right, right in the middle. And so if for a busy mom, I would say either the mud mask or the exfoliating powder, because the exfoliating powder does have a pineapple enzyme. So oh, I love it, pineapple enzyme. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's really so, good for the skin. Yes. Now this set guys, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, this is the essentials kit and it has, you know, everything, just about that she described and it's only 55 and those look like pretty big sizes for 55 like usually I bought like just one serum for $55 so yeah yeah, this is a very (laughs) good deal all of that for 55 definitely wow Mm -hmm. um yeah so I would definitely you know recommend you know giving Desert Dream Organics a try if you're looking for something that is completely organic and naturally made because you do manufacture these yourself like you make these yourself everything everything by hand guys Ruby has some really pretty skin like it is like (laughs) flawless so I definitely you're you're using your stuff you're definitely promoting your brand well with your own skin but um So, all right, guys, you know, I just wanted to, you know, give you a quick little episode here to kind of, you know, uplift us a little bit. And today we learned something I think really important. We learned about moms who are moms that are taking care of their younger siblings or different family members. Um, Ruby shared with us some tips that are helpful for that particular mom and those situations like incorporating some you know, dance and some, you know, singing some songs and really just being there for the child, especially if they're older and maybe they know, you know, or what have you, or maybe they're missing their, you know, biological parent or what have you, just really being there for them and just loving, loving, loving and just 
adding even more love on top of it. So I think that is really the takeaways from Ruby's experience today. And I want to thank you so much for sharing that information with us and, and encouraging us with your experience. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I know just just giving your all all of your love, you know, don't withhold it just because they're not biologically yours or, Mm -hmm. you know, or what if this, or what if that you just give your, your sibling, your child, your niece, your cousin, your best love, because that is, that's an investment in, in them and love never fails. So definitely, definitely give them, give them all the love that you can because they need it. They do. That's beautiful. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to Work It Mommy. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode.